0: You're listening to the 10-Minute Think-Through, a to-the-point conversation about the Bible, theology, and current events.
1: So, as we've said before, uh, one of the things we want to constantly examine is the Bible. And so, part of doing that is maybe looking at a verse of Scripture that is very popular, popular, easy for me to say, um, or often quoted, and then to ask ourselves, does this mean... What I think it means, um, or maybe has it uh, has it endured some um, some misquoting and misrepresentation over the years. And so, uh, the verse I'd like for us to talk about today is found in Matthew chapter eighteen, verse twenty. That is at the end of uh, near the end of Matthew's gospel, talking about relationships with one another. So, specifically, verse twenty: For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. And so we need to talk about context, what that means,
0: and how we apply that and obey that in our own lives. Yeah, I'm really interested to learn about this because, to be honest, I don't really know the answer to this. Like, I don't know a lot about uh, this verse, and I've not really thought about it, but I've heard it so much. The only thing that I can really think to say is it does, it has always confused me that it implies that maybe if you're by yourself, God isn't with you. Um, it's sort of an interesting like implication by that verse, which I've always been puzzled by. Like I can remember since I was like really young being like, well, if I want like God's presence here, I, I need to find someone else to, to pray with, you know a what Bible I mean? Buddy. Yeah. Bible buddy. Yeah. yeah so I'm interested to, to learn.
2: Well, it's important to look at context. There's a great sermon on our website by Joseph Dix from back in the fall of last year. And, uh, this is in the context of, uh, kind of restored relationship and what we would call church discipline. So it's funny, no one really ever prays that in a group and is thinking church discipline, but that's what it's talking about. Jesus is saying here, and this is in red in my Bible, that uh, this this is following the the passage of Scripture uh, right in the flow of his thought where he's talking about the authority given to the disciples, the authority given to the church, that um, whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And what that's saying is the church is given the authority to declare uh, whether or not we see someone's faith as genuine. So the church doesn't has any, have any part to play in whether uh, someone is saved. That's the work of Christ. But the church, the New Testament body of Christ on earth, has the not only right, but responsibility to hear those stories and those testimonies and say whether or not they seem in alignment with or in agreement with Scripture. And so what Jesus is saying, we believe, is that as two or three gather together, he's talking about his disciples, he's talking about his people, and uh, when that happens, they've been given that kind of authority. uh, When two or three gather to form a, a local church, they've been given that kind of authority um, and they can know that they have it because he's there among them in that context i've I've always heard this verse
1: misrepresented usually when people are using it as a justification for uh for skipping church and so yeah. uh like whether it's well, two you don't live alone right I mean, yeah well, like two guys sitting in a golf cart on a Sunday morning we may mm-hmm. be able to quote this verse to one another and say, "Well, we are gathered in Jesus name, and so maybe that means that we can call what we're doing together church. Uh, I've heard it misrepresented on the side of people who aren't in church, but also maybe misrepresented by people who are inside the church as well, maybe as an excuse for, not an excuse for, that's that's harsh, but maybe it's a lower attended day or a lower attended event or program, and they go, well, it's, you know, as oh, long as there's the two Lord. of us, well, yeah. <laughs> right? So At I least don't... there's not one. <laughs> exactly. So I don't think that that either of those... Uh, representations are faithful to the
2: text. It's a lower, it's a total lowering of the bar of Bible interpretation, the way we use this verse. I mean, like, when we've done this in the past, Philippians 4.13, Jeremiah 29.11, we kind of go, well, I, you know, I know what we mean, and I think it's pretty good. I mean, this one is tougher for me to do that. This is like, we've totally ripped it out of context, and... Kind of used it either to make ourselves feel good or uh, just kind of as a reminder that God is here. Like, all right, if that's what we're using it for, that's good. We're, it's good to be reminded that God is here. But uh, this verse isn't really right. you hear people praying like that a lot. They're saying, well, God, we know
1: that your word says if there's two or three of us, then you're here too. And so, I mean, that's true because Jesus lives inside of, like, we are the new temple. And so we are the the, you know, the Holy Spirit is now dwelling in us, but that's not as to your point, to your question, maybe Jared is like, there's not a, uh, like a switch that turns on or some sort of like, you know, signal that requires multiple <laughs> right, participants to drive up. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Activate the l <laughs> hey, Oh, thank goodness that. God can hear me now.
0: That's <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I, um, so I, uh, did a quick Google search, and found our friend D.A. Carson, not literal friend, but uh, our uh, pastoral... Our favorite Canadian. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, he wrote in the... Canadians um,
2: more than D.A. Carson. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. He wrote um, some commentary in for the NIV Study Bible about, like, this verse in particular. And I thought, like, this is really insightful. He says, um, the procedure comes from Deuteronomy 19.15, taking one or two people adds up to two or three witnesses, not eyewitnesses of sin, but those who can testify as to the attempt of reconciliation. And in 1820 specifically, while Christ is present in even the smallest gathering of people, his point is that in this context is that heaven is in accord with the believers who follow his instructions regarding church discipline. I thought that was really insightful. Boom, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, heaven
2: looks down at what two or three are able to... um, Pass judgment on. We could probably do one on Matthew seven one with passing judgment, but that's what he's saying. You you pass judgment on uh, this particular situation, and heaven Mm -hmm. is in agreement with you in that. Yeah. So maybe not a verse that you know we say at every prayer meeting. If you are praying this verse, yeah, you know know this. Mm -hmm. The application is great. I'm thinking of somebody I know who prays the verse a lot. The application is great. It's just that if we do observation, what does the text say? Interpretation, what does it mean? Application, how do I put it into practice? We're having all kinds of great application out of this, but very little attention paid to the first two steps.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the 10 Minute Think Through. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to rate us on the iTunes or Android podcast store. You can find all of our episodes and submit a topic request on our website, 10minutethinkthrough.com.